Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. During this pandemic, Jackson State University has made bold and necessary steps to protect our student-athletes. In hopes to get our fans back in the stands, we ask for our Tiger family support. You can donate today to the COVID-19 Athletic Relief Fund. Your donation will assist in the funding of financial support for student-athletes, recruiting, and loss of revenue due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you for all contributions, and remember, we be blue. Donate at gojsutigers.com forward slash give. They can't convert. Oh, and they bobble. Bobble the snap. Still trying to stay on his feet. And Harper trying to make something happen. Gets the throw. And Dini Bowie somehow finds his way in the end zone. The way to keep hustling. Bobble snap by Jones. Missed tackle. He gets outside of the pocket. I don't see anybody down the field. <laughs> Salazar, and this is the all-important extra point. Remember, he did miss one earlier tonight. This one to take it to double overtime. It's good. <laughs> wow. And Jay, something out of nothing. In that last play, Jalen Jones bobbles the snap, but Keyshawn Harper saves it. Keyshawn Harper might have saved Jackson State's season. I mean, just nowhere to go. He realized he's going to get tackled. Bowie was there. I'm open. And not only makes the completion for the first down, but gets into the end zone. The presence of mind from your junior running back to try to extend that play and create something. On fourth down. Tiger fans, welcome to the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause which is the I love, Jackson State University. Hosting today's show are Charles Bishop and Neely. 
Welcome to another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. And, of course, I always bring back in my right-hand man, my man on the right, Neely. Welcome back in, brother. Chuck B., how you making it this week, man? You had a good one? Had a good one, man. You know, coming down off the uh, high from our homecoming uh, last week. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the the first ever virtual homecoming, and I think it was Saturday. You know, uh, it was a great Saturday show. Lots of good feedback uh, from the conversation mm-hmm. we had. And uh, you know, I meant to call you Stat Man when we came up because that's what Big Truck calls you now. Exactly. Man, I got. It's been it's been a good seven days, man. It's been a good seven days. Right, I got another nickname, man, I tell you. But, you know, we take a look at this episode of, of this week. We, you know, we would have been taking on the Purdue A&M Panthers, always a tough, tough foe. You know, nearly I, I took a look at that game last year. It was a Thursday night ESPN game. Uh, the lights were on Jackson State. And I tell you what, man, it was a double overtime thriller as the Tigers were able to pull that one out 38-35. You know that that was huge. Uh, that was that was a big game for us. You know, and for the program and for the SWAC. You know, as as you look at you know a, a year ago, uh, and and we were down there in Prairie View, and and for that to be a nationally televised game, you know, and, and I think about even going forward, uh, potentially how many more games that we're going to have on a national TV audience, and and it was that rare Thursday night game for football and an even rarer thing for HBCU and SWAC football uh, and to have it go into double overtime and to have the Tigers prevail, uh, that was just a good look for the brand, uh, for both parties, uh, for the conference as a whole, and, and, and kudos for ESPN for showing showing that game. No doubt about it. Uh, and if you will, Neely, that was kind of the coming out game for uh, Jalen Jones, Jackson State's quarterback. Uh, he took over in the latter part of that game and led them the victory, uh, you know, and who could forget uh, uh, the, the the first overtime, the, the bobble snap, Keyshawn Harper picks it up, he finds D.D. Bowie, and they were able to tie the game up and send it into a second overtime. Just a tremendously exciting game. And, and one thing about that play, man, just the recovery of that snap uh, and then the, 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 the drive that it takes to stand there and take that hit that was coming to get that pass off, uh, you know, there were three or four, you know, Panthers coming dead at him, and he had to stand there at the last second to get rid of the ball. And man, that, that was one of those times where I know the fans who were there remember being there. And it's one of those games, if you're watching on TV, you remember watching uh, because here's, you know, those those quasi-new college overtime rules taking place, and it's a HBCU swag football on ESPN, and it's getting late, and you're wondering when this game is going to end. And then you have a play like that with all those moving parts, you know, in the same drive to, to have a score. Uh, it, it certainly left an impression on the audience. No doubt about it. And, and you know, today is a special episode. You know, we're, we're going to come to you from the visiting locker room, if you will, uh, in terms of our special guest. Uh, a young man who is going to bring a tremendous energy to the episode. He's a former Mendenhall Tiger and current Cleveland Brown, former Purdue Panther, Kadero Hodge. Welcome to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Yo, what's good? What's good? Glad to be here, man. How y'all been? Man, doing, doing well, well doing, doing well, good. brother. You know, Chuck, I got to tell you now, you know, uh, you can have a mama and you can have a daddy. It's always mama house and it's always where mama from. And so my mama from Simpson County. 
And so Big oh, yeah. Red right here, you know, that that's my home. I've been born and raised in Jackson, but I spent weekends, spring, big summers, Christmas break, you name it, down down in Simpson County. So I, I know him as Big Red. This, you know, and this and, and so this is this is uh this is something special, man. We are we are we in the visitors locker room today. You know, we, we normally do exactly. these shows and it's, exactly. and it's Jackson State based. Uh, but but here we are in Prairie View's locker room talking to a, a Simpson County Prairie View swag and HBCU legend, and it's just great to have you on, Big Red. How how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. I'm just just home, man. Not too long got from practice, man. Just just trying to enjoy this Cleveland weather while while I got it for the next couple of weeks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, and for no those doubt about who, it. Who, who may not uh, uh, be familiar with where he is right now, he is. Uh, Wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. That's why he said he's in, you know, getting ready to join his Cleveland weather. But I know that weather gonna change on you in a minute. Uh, it's about it's, <laughs> it, it. It won't be long. And uh, so, man, you know, this, this is this has been an interesting year. Uh, uh, I could only imagine for you, you know, having to now have a, a COVID season. Uh, what was the difference, you know, going into this year? Uh, preparation-wise and even as the season has got underway with, with, with four games under your belt now, what were some of the key differences in, in getting ready and even playing these games? Uh, for starters, man, the off season. I mean, we didn't get to have an OTA, and that's where, that's where you really get familiar with, like, the quarterbacks and the offense. And we, we, had a new, we have a new coaching staff, and uh, – Having to do that stuff virtually was kind of like it was kind of tough because you couldn't really get a feel for it like you would on the field. But uh, like I said, like the off season was different for sure. Having uh, having to go virtual from from like May all the way up until training camp, and uh, even training camp was different. Man, they got us separated. Everybody has to wear masks, of course, and uh. And they even split the locker rooms up. They got half of the team in in in, in another part of the building, and us in another half of the building. Man, it's like everything is different. Like we can't live together and everything. So it's something we had to adjust to, and we're still adjusting to as players. And the biggest, the biggest, uh, I think the worst part is just the fans. You know, like uh, some mm-hmm. some teams have fans, and some teams don't. But uh, like when we played Baltimore the first game, they had no fans, and man, it was basically a scrimmage. So I was like, "Dang!" Like you can hear everybody talking out there. So it was like it's real different, but it's I don't think it's it's probably gonna be the new norm. So it's something we have to adjust to. No doubt about it. Yeah. Now, yeah, now Kadari, you know, uh, a Jackson State podcast, and I want I definitely gotta ask. You know, what was it like being? Uh, a kid from Mississippi going against uh, Jackson State. Oh, I had it out for Jackson State for sure. Uh, <laughs> Jackson State would not recruit. I don't know why, but they would not recruit me at all. I'm like, bro, I'm like right here. Like that would that would have been a, I would have probably chose uh, Jackson State over all courses. That's what like a lot of my family members support Jackson State. Like I used to go to their games and everything. Like. And I'm like, bro, like, why are they not recruiting me? I don't understand. Like, they really, like, overlooking me. I, I never understood that. So whenever I said, whenever I played them, I got to go crazy. And uh, whenever whenever I did, yeah, I, I, 
I don't know. I had a couple touchdowns against them boys, but I don't think I did enough. But I was I was kind of pissed off about that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing like having that that uh, that chip on your shoulder, that motivation, man. And I could tell you as, as a as a JSU guy, you know, you sit there in the stands and you're watching the game, and and there's some guy just, you know, like you said, just going off, and you flip over the program, like, man, where, where is this dude from? And you look and see <laughs> that he was right there in your backyard, and he killing you, like, man, how did we let him get away? Like, what, like, what, right, what, right. what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, so are that, that's, I don't know who his head coach doing, but it was like, bro. I even took visits there. I'm like, I'm going up there with the players, and they still was like, no. And, you know, Coach Allen was, like, on our coaching staff as well, and he was telling them uh, he was telling them about me, but they never pulled a car. He was confused. I was like, man, forget it. Hmm. Well, uh, wow. all's well that ends well, brother. Glad you, you, know, you made it. And, and like we said, this is, you know, Chuck, historically speaking, once upon a time, uh, we didn't get excited about the preview game because they they were, exactly. they were in a long rough hole. Yeah, I heard. And uh, yeah. with the with the with the leadership of a, a AD who we happen to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, exactly. You know, yeah. Some facility yeah. upgrades and investing in quality coaches. You know that preview program, and I'm, I'm you know glad to hear that story of of how you got there because I, I never knew the background of it. Uh, and, and so let me ask you this, Big Red. When, you know you're in the NFL now. Uh, from Mississippi, uh, from the SWAC, from Prairie View. And, and we've had, you know, this this political and social justice unrest this summer while y'all were training virtually. And you're one of the first guys I saw, you know, wearing a, a vote T-shirt in the NFL, you know, doing warm-ups. Like, so I know you, you, you've been involved. But what has it been like this season coming from an HBCU everything that's going on in the world and, and, and you're in the NFL and with, with, with players who come from these quote-unquote bigger schools, but you're right there side-by-side side with them and having accomplished that from the HBCU, from the swag. Does, does, that, does that give you a, 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 another chip on the shoulder, a little more swag, a little more bouncy stuff? How, how does that feel? Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, I rep the swag wherever I go. Like, if, even in the locker room, they're going to hear me yell out swag and they're going to hear me yell out TV. So they're going to know where – where Cadera from, for sure. Like, I don't care what school you went to. I'm going to rep PV. I'm going to say PV better. I'm going to say Swack better than SEC. I'm going to rep Swack wherever. So I keep that chip on my shoulder. You know, I, I'm I'm proud about where I come from and where I've been. So I'm going to let them know, for sure. No doubt about it. Now, you know, Neely, I wanted to do like you and take one of those 30,000-foot views uh, of, of talking to Cadero. Uh, man, Talk to us about uh, this circuitous route that you took to the NFL. I mean, you go from playing in the Simpson County Super Bowl, and for those unfamiliar, that's Mendenhall and McGee, one of the fiercest, fiercest rivalries in the state of Mississippi, to actually playing in the Super Bowl. But just kind of give us some background on how you go from uh, Mendenhall High to uh, you, you start out at Alcorn, then you, you go to uh, Hines Community College, and you end up at Prairie View. But just kind of talk a little bit about that process. Oh, man, that was, that was a long process, I could say. But, you know, uh, like like he said, uh, I started at quarterback in, uh, in high school from sophomore year to senior year. I ended up having some good years, but, of course, I continued to get overlooked. I don't know why. I was like 
I think I came out like second all state or something like that, and still had like one or two offers coming out. Uh, I think like Ole Miss and Mississippi State, like they came to the house and they actually like said they had only offered me if I wanted to play receiver or DB. And I'm like, bro, I ain't never played that in my life. I'm not about to go there. And, and look crazy, so I denied that, and I was like, I was stuck on quarterback. So I ended up going to, uh, I ended up signing with Alcorn, and I went there uh, for my freshman year. I redshirted, and we actually had a good season there. I was, uh, I was playing quarterback there my first year. I, I got in one game, but uh, it didn't count. I think we played some. It was Waters or something, and I ran for a touchdown. I'm like, I ain't really, I ain't really think he counted because the team was trash. But uh, <laughs> after that, <laughs> so that's the big, that's the big red I know right there. So <laughs> uh, after that, man, I I I had decided after that game, I decided to redshirt the rest of the year, and uh, it was, we were playing spring ball and. And uh, I was having a good spring at Alcorn, and, and dude, like, you know, you got to stay off the quarterback. And defensive end came in and broke my thumb. They hit my hand and broke my thumb. So I'm like, dang. So now uh, I I really thought, like, uh, Alcorn was too much for me. I was coming out, of, uh, coming out of high school. I was undisciplined, partying a lot, wasn't really focused on my grades. So I was – I had uh, – I had to make a decision, and I said I had to get out of there because if I didn't, then I felt like I was gonna I was gonna fall into the all corn lifestyle. So uh, I left all corn man, and and I went to junior college at Hines for a semester. So didn't play a snap right now. I didn't play a snap on offense or special teams. That's when I made my first transition to receiver. First time playing receiver in my life, so I didn't know how to get off the line or whatever, man. I'm getting jammed or everything. I'm looking bad. So I didn't have, like, I didn't get in at all. Like, I'm like, dang, like, I just, I just left a D1 school to come Juco thinking I was going to do better, and I ended up, like, making the wrong decision. So now I'm like, man, I'm lost. Like, I ain't got nothing, nothing to fall back on right now. So... I'm thinking about man, just get this, just get this little education, and start looking for a job. But uh, I had started to pray about it, man, and I don't know how it happened, but that's when uh, Coach Simmons, he was the quarterback coach at Alcorn while I was there, and I ain't have nothing to fall back on it. And out of nowhere, like he uh, he called me and was like, uh, "Who looking at you?" I'm like, "Nobody." Absolutely nobody. He was like, you want to call me? I'm like, yeah. I ain't asked where he was going or nothing. I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> where you going? I'm going with you. And he said, uh, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm the head coach at Preview now. And I'm like, I ain't know what Preview. I never heard of Preview. Or and uh, I never been. I've never been to the campus. I didn't take a visit or anything. I was like, bet I'm fine. So. That was a blessing from him. He ended up signing me to a full scholarship there. And uh, I played my first year at receiver, and I was – and I was uh, I had a pretty good receiver coach, Coach Moore, and he, I just, he just took me under his wing, and I just started working and working, and I got better and better. And I, and I just started 
I started to see and feel the growth. And uh, year by year, I continued to do better until, like, an uh, injury came up and it knocked me out a couple games. But uh, I could say that fast forward to my senior year when I, I had a pretty good year. I stayed healthy really the whole season. We started out slow. We had to make an adjustment at quarterback. I probably, like, going into half of the season, I probably had, like, uh, I think I had one touchdown. And, like, the rest of it, I had, like, I ended up with, like, 12 with, like, probably, like, 1,000. 12 touchdowns, like, 1,000 yards. And I was, like, going crazy every game. And uh, that's how I, that's how I got to PV, man. That was probably, I can say, my father, best three years of my life just, just off the – what I've what I've done there and how it changed me and how I grew as a man and and of course the the lifestyle you know we parted a little bit did I think I enjoyed all that <laughs> I enjoyed all that man so yeah PV I, I read PV everywhere I go for sure well, let me let me let me ask this question and you mentioned having that chip on your on your shoulder and that's something. Uh, that a lot of guys uh, from the SWAC, from HBCUs, they talk about having that chip on their shoulder. You know, what what does having that 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 chip do in terms of uh, propelling you to uh, to fight through? Uh, you know, maybe not even getting drafted, but to continue to grind and continue to push. Uh, having that chip, that's just that's just another way of just saying, not, just keeping that edge. You know, you always like having that chip is like. Like, I'm never impressed with what I've done. Like, I always think I could do better, and I always know I could do better. Like, if if I feel like somebody did, if I feel like like somebody did something good, I I feel like I can do it better than them. Like anything they do, like this playing with Odell, like he go crazy, I feel like I can do that. Like anything he do, I feel like I can do better. Like that's that's my mindset with anything. Him or Jarvis, and they know that. Like. They know, like, I'm not there to settle for nothing. I'm not there to settle for less. So I'm pushing them while they pushing me. So they know, like, we got a complete receiver room where it's competitive, and I'm not going to back down from no competition. Like, nothing is given, and I want them to know that. So uh, having that chip on the shoulder is just like being, like, my motto is, like, uh, underrated, and I'm up, but I'm overlooked at the same time. And that's, that's been, like, my whole life, like, I've been underrated and overlooked. So until I get that and when I do blow up and get that, I still have that edge, and, and that's just what I go by. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Swag, baby. Because, I mean, you know, here he you are, uh, you know, you started your high school career out, made a name for yourself as a quarterback. Now you're a receiver in the NFL, uh, catching balls from a quarterback from Oklahoma, lined up with your co-receivers, you know, out of out of LSU, and, and more than holding your own, proudly competing and representing the swag. And I can tell you, man, that we, we are, even as Jacksonians, even as, as Tigers, we are proud to see what you're out there doing uh, because mm-hmm. this is about the swag. This is about HBCUs. You know, we have our rivalries, and, and I love to see people who love their school as much as I love mine. But it's one of those things where we may talk about each other, but we don't let nobody else talk about us. Uh, mm-hmm. And so when, when to see guys like you out there, man, repping the swag and, and repping it against guys from Power 5 and SEC schools and doing it, you know, man, they, the, the Mississippi, the South, Simpson County, the whole swag, we just couldn't be proud of you, man, and, and, and love your attitude. And I tell you what, Chuck, because I know mm-hmm. some folks may not know him and follow him on social media, but, but the uh, – 
whenever he decides 10, 15 years from now, he's like, I'm, I don't have enough <laughs> records in the record book. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a wait on that Hall of Fame. Car. When I tell you that this dude has a future in Hollywood or on that stage, one of the funniest cats, man, you're going to ever come across. Uh, it, it's like TikTok was made for him. Like, it's like this Instagram was made for him. Like, so, you know, how, how is that, that, that Big Red, how's that spirit and personality come across uh, with your teammates in the locker room? I know when it's time for business, it's time for business. Uh, but personality-wise, you know, how, how do, do you still have that infectious spirit and, 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 and you know, people uh, gravitate towards it leadership-wise because of their personality? Yeah, I think I think that's a good thing about me. I'm, I think I'm a people person, and uh, you always need that locker room guy that's going to ease everybody, you know, so everybody won't be so uptight. You need somebody that's going to joke around and, and know when to when to get serious and, and and when to be loose and just joke around. So I feel like we we as a team we play around a lot, especially as the receiver room. Like we all joke around and have fun, and I think that's the part of the game you don't want to lose that. Because you get too serious and you get too uptight, then you start playing fifty and all that, and you start thinking too much. So the looser you are, the more comfortable you are, the more you're gonna have fun and the better you're gonna play. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. You know, Cadell, one of the things, uh, Jackson State, of course, they hired uh, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. And, and one of the things that, you know, Neil, we've talked about on this podcast is, uh, you know, the tremendous things that uh, he, you know, has plans for, for Jackson State. But uh, we've talked a little bit about uh, how it, it has an even bigger effect in terms of not just Jackson State, but uh, HBCU football as a whole. And, Cadell, I wanted to ask, you know, what do you think uh, Coach Prime brings to uh, the HBCU stratosphere? Oh, man, that was big. Like, as a SWAC, as a SWAC alum, I like, that was big. I don't care, like, what school he went to, like, but that was big, and I support that, like, I really think he's going to, like, bring a lot of eyes and a lot of attention to SWAC players because we tend to get overlooked. Like, the SWAC is full of talent. I say that every year. Like, it's full of talent. But but those guys, like, we don't get as much media attention and we don't get as much notoriety because we're from the SWAC. And they look at the Power 5 schools and think those guys are just the best, best athletes in the world because they get so much TV time. But uh, having Coach Prime and Jackson State, man, I think they're going to air a lot of games on ESPN, and, and the sweat can really be on this side of how many athletes we have and how and how much talent we have, like, in the sweat. Because I know a lot of players that, that should be in the league, and I play with a lot of – and I've played against or played with a lot of players from Power 5 schools that – I'm like, is he really? You see, I ain't wanna, I ain't wanna be like, what? But I'm like, is he really like? And did he really get off in the SEC? Like, how is he, how is he, that good in college? Like, and I'm looking at, I'm like, no way. Like, he's nowhere near better than me. Or some players I know, like, that was in the flag that I played with or played against. So. I think that's going to bring a lot of t- – that that's probably the best thing that happened to us in a long time, man. And I think it's going to start – like, he, I think he started – he's going to start a trend where more people will come, like bigger-name players, coaches, uh, five-star, five-star high school players or four-star, whatever. Bigger-name players will start coming. That's what we need. 
Yeah, well said, man. No I, I agree with yeah. you. I think, you know, that old saying, a rising tide lifts all boats, you know. So if you got a boat in the water and the lake fill up, all the boats going to go up. And, and and I think the ripple effect, you know, Chuck and I talk all the time, uh, Red, that, you know, as, as these JSU games are on TV, the opponent is also on TV. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's a selling point even for our sister schools that, hey, you know, because let's face it, you know, scholarships are capped. Everybody can't go to the same school. You know, and mm-hmm. so and, and so you you get that restoration uh, of power spread out because now, well, if I can't go to JSU, then then I know I can go to Prairie View, I can go to Grambling, I can go to Texas Southern, you name it, or even you know MEAC schools, uh, et cetera, et cetera, because the whole brand is going to grow, you know, be, because of this, and, and that's why Chuck, you know, uh, uh, being in this visitors' locker room today, you know, is it, just also a testament to that 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 even as a JSU podcast that the relationships that we can have and forge with, with our other institutions, you know, that, that, that grow us all are just good things to be a part of. And, and you know, don't get me wrong now. I, I want to win every game, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I want to see, I want to see the players from our other schools go on to do well. Now, I, got, I got one bone to pick you up uh, with Big Red. I got one bone. Go for it. <laughs> Did you have to drop almost 50 on the Cowboys, man? <laughs> man, we had it. Come on, man! I didn't get to, bro. I was so mad I didn't get to play them boys. Like I just felt like I was gonna have a good game. Like they done drew some plays up for me, and then all of a sudden go down. Like uh, I kind of knew we was gonna have a big day on offense because they be, their defense been giving up a lot of points the whole like the whole season. But we knew like they'll. I don't know how they do it, but they've been like that second-half team, and they just start scoring in like the last few minutes and start going crazy. So we knew we had to hold our own, but we definitely had to drop 50 or have 100 on them boys for respect. They're going to put some respect in my name soon. Oh, yes, sir. That, that, that was a statement yeah. the game there. Neely, you beat me to the punch on that because I sure was going to ask the same. <laughs> Sitting but, around but watching uh, that happen to my Cowboys, so. <laughs> now something got mentioned that I don't I don't want us to gloss over. Now I know tomorrow you know you, you got the Colts and and we don't want to give away the rest of the season. But I think I heard Big Red say that they had designed some plays with him in mind. Why a receiver throw a pass, throw a touchdown pass? You know what? I know you can't answer, but I'm looking I'm looking forward. To seeing this new look Cleveland with with maybe two quarterbacks in the backfield like they 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 hey. so they know you got an arm in Cleveland huh? You know I'm out there throwing everywhere. They gonna they gonna know I got something. <laughs> I'm throwing it. So so, Kadera, what what you're on? saying is that Jarvis Landry pass to Odell Beckham that could have been you. No, they had them. They've been that was they, they've been working on that. That was their play. Like we knew, like okay, okay. He said he was gonna call that. That was their play. They've been working on that since training camp. So we knew that was coming. And and Coach Stefanski said, I think he he put that play in the top fifteen. We was gonna run that play regardless. So that was their play. <laughs> well, I tell you, uh, what, I got it. I you, you 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 might have knew you were gonna run it, but my Cowboy show did. Oh, oh boy, no, I tell you what. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> so, you know, as we kind of come to a close on, on this podcast, Kadarrell, and you've been tremendous in terms of uh, giving us insight in terms of uh, your, your college career, your pro career. 
but just kind of wanted to uh, ask uh, in terms of, of you had uh, just such a, a, a route getting to the NFL, and I wanted to ask before you left, you know, do you think NFL GMs are, I don't know uh, how to put this, are, are they kind of, I guess, put off uh, from the fact that, um, uh, you know, taking a look at an HBCU player versus maybe a Power 5 player that they tend to shy away from the HBCU players? Because you kind of touched on it that uh, there's still a lot of talent uh, in terms of HBCU players, but do you think sometimes they kind of uh, tend to gravitate toward the Power 5 guy? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that's for sure. Like, they're going to – they're going to gravitate towards who they heard about the most. And we're not on ESPN. You're not going to see us on ESPN 10 times a year. So if they see somebody from LSU on ESPN every Saturday, then if just like what happened with uh, how they counted all the pro days, and, and that's who they're going to draft. So that's, who they, that's who they heard about. And that's who they've been seeing mm-hmm. on TV. And that's who – that's who they've been seeing go against the number five ranked team in the nation, number ten. So they're gonna assume that he's better because he's went uh he's went against better competition supposedly. So yeah, that's what uh until like we actually like until they actually like see us perform on pro day or or work us out as individuals, like that's when they notice. They be like, "Man, this guy is really talented. How we, how do we overlook him?" And that's why so many uh, smaller school guys go undrafted. But we have like longer careers than uh, those those higher drafted guys because we know how to work and we've been overlooked. We're not spoiled. You know, nothing is given to us. So we we gonna wait our turn. We gonna grind it out. You know what I'm saying? So. uh that I, I definitely think think a lot of GMs overlook overlook us because of because of media really. Wow, man, that's that's a that's a mm-hmm. great point. I, I never really looked at it that way. That you know some of the guys, because you're right, the the time that they last longer in the league compared to people, you know, have kind of had some things different to them. That's uh, that's pretty deep there, brother. I, I got one final I want to talk to you about before we let you go. Uh, you know, you come from Simpson County, from come from Mendenhall, and uh, you mentioned, you know, Chucky Allen, who's the head coach at Mendenhall, and you know, his his son Christian Allen uh, uh, has has now signed with and is, is at Jackson State. But you know, a couple years ago, uh, I happened to be there when you sent a jersey back to Mendenhall, signed for Christian Allen, with a little motivational note on it. It was when you you know with your Rams your Super Bowl year. What what does it mean to you to be from Simpson County and to reach back and give and, and try to motivate those younger guys on what they can accomplish, you know, off of your blueprint? What what does it mean for you to be able to do that? Man, it means a lot even to have people like like Christian looking up to me. Like I know what I I know what I mean to the county and I know like the younger kids are looking up to me. So I try to lead by example the best way I can, even if it's so, on social media or just me, like going back to the going back to the county and trying to just talk to kids. I man, I pull over man. If I see kids on the side of the road just hooping or something, I pull over and talk to them and just start hooping with them. I just I really just want to show them, man. If you really just put your mind to something, man, you could beat the odds. You can make it out. Like I know, like. 
a lot of us, are, I, I tell them every time I go home, like, you are bigger than the county, bro. Like, don't let anyone, like, limit you to your talents. Like, you don't necessarily got to go play football or, or any sport, man. You you can be, I mean, go be a lawyer. Go be something big. Like, don't limit yourself. Like, man, just go out there and, and do it. Like, risk it all. Like, go risk them. Like, you still young. Like, you got time to bounce back and something. Don't think, like, you can't be, like I tell them, like, every time I go home, you can't be halfway in and halfway out. Like, if you're going to do something, commit your full self to something, because that's where you're going to get the best results. So, me and Rank, man, whenever me and Rank, we're trying to get home at the same time. And, you know, PJ was in the – I think he's still playing right now, too. So, whenever we're home at the same time, and we try to go talk to, like, either young, younger uh, – the either the high school, junior high, elementary, whoever, man. We try to go touch as many lives as we can because we know what it takes to, like, to get to, to get to the point. Like, a lot of people told me, like, you'll never, you'll never be in the NFL. Like, come on, now, ain't nobody looking at, ain't nobody looking at a, a kid from Mendenhall. Who looking at a kid from Prince County? Who, then I go from, from Mendenhall to HBCU. Who looking at a kid from HBCU? Like he just went there to play. He gonna be he gonna be back at the house. He gonna have another job. He just gonna be another say so. So that's something I always carry with me, and I always say like I'm gonna prove people wrong, and I always tell them, man, like let that be your fire when people say like you can't do this, and you can't do that, because that's what should push you. Like show to prove to them and prove to yourself like, that that my goals are limitless, and like, I can do anything, man. So. Whenever we go, when that, like I said, whenever I go home, man, I just try to touch as many lives as I can. Man, no good stuff. Just, just, that's great commentary there, man. Just just do me one favor. Get out you a little pen and paper and just write down March 27th. Because this game that was going to be played today, it got pushed back to the spring. And uh, I, I need you in Jackson to catch this L. That's, that's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all definitely not going to win, man. I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see Man, it. But I'm going to probably be there at the game. So so you'll probably see me. I'm going to probably be the loudest on the sideline, too. So you're going to hear me, too. Well, we, well, we, we will make sure, bro, have to, catch to, to have you back on, on, <laughs> on March 27th for the spring matchup. You know, first ever spring ball game, but but Big Red man, it was exciting to have to have you on, and and man, best wishes to you and your career in this season and beyond. Uh, you know, we're proud of you from Mississippi. Proud of you from Metro Jackson, Simpson County, and, and representing the swag and all the HBCU. So, brother, keep your head about that, man, and keep doing what you do. We 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 pulling for you. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all for having me on. No doubt about it. Well, you know, Neely, coming from the visitors' locker room today, this was another fun episode. So I, I really appreciate you, Daryl, you coming on and, and and providing us such tremendous insight. So uh, for myself, Charles Bishop. Neely, the super dope producer himself, the Corey C, and the rest of the gang with uh, Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. We'll see you on the next episode. And that'll do it for this episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. 
We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook and Twitter pages. As always, thank you for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag the I love. Hashtag I believe. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.